0: This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP.
1: Good morning, I'm Alex Ty.
0: And I'm Claire Kimball.
1: It's Wednesday the 10th of May. In your Squiz today... The budget's back in the black. Trump loses the rape case. Pakistan's former prime minister is seized. And Europe gets its groove on. This is your Squiz Today. We finally have a budget, Claire. There's a lot that we knew already, thanks to all those pre-budget announcements, but also some new info. And one of the big headlines from yesterday is that Labor has confirmed the budget will be in surplus for the first time since John Howard's last year in 2007.
0: Yeah, the federal budget is in surplus to the tune of $4.2 billion this financial year. Mm. That means that the government's expected to take in a whopping $635 billion in revenue. That's between July last year and the end of June this year. And it's going to spend just a smidge less than that. The reason that's got people talking is that it was only in March last year when they were looking at exactly how they thought our federal finances would roll out. Uh, We were predicted to have about a $78 billion deficit this time, Uh, but high commodity prices, high employment has meant that there's been more revenue for the Commonwealth, uh, certainly more than it expected, and it comes with a really huge benefit it means that our debt will be lowered by a whopping $177 billion over the coming years and that also means lower interest payments for the Commonwealth as well. Uh, We shouldn't get used to it though. We're going to slip back into deficit next financial year and we're going to stay there for at least three years.
1: Right. And we heard last night that economic growth is predicted to slow down quite a lot next financial year as well to a very anemic one and a half percent. Now, I mentioned at the top that we heard a lot in the pre-budget announcements, but there was some new stuff last night.
0: Yeah, probably the most notable thing was a tripling uh, in the incentives paid to GPs for bulk billing, uh, children, pensioners, and other healthcare card holders. That's going to cost three point five billion dollars. And there's a modest increase to Job Seeker, which is the unemployment payment. Uh, that's going up by about two dollars eighty a day, and also rent assistance for. People on Commonwealth payments, they're going up by about $15 a week. Uh, That's about it because, as you said, Alex, all the big jazzy announcements have been made over the last (laughs) couple of weeks. But we did hear a little bit more about where some key indicators are going. Uh, Unemployment is expected to rise, uh, but it's still under 5%. It's going to be still very healthy. Um, Of course, unemployment is at record lows at the moment at 3.5%. Um, Chalmers also reckons that the worst of inflation is behind us, but it's going to still stay higher than anyone really wants, probably at about 3.5% next financial year. That's down from 7%
1: currently. And on those indicators, if you're working, get ready for a pay rise. Wages are forecast to grow by 4% next year. And given inflation is expected to be 3.5%, that wage rise would mean a modest real increase in wages for the first time in a while. Claire, this story is breaking as we put the podcast together this morning. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has been found guilty of sexually abusing the columnist Eugene Carroll, and the jury has awarded her $5 million for battery and defamation.
0: Yeah, Carroll alleged that Trump raped her uh, in a department store change room and then defamed her when he denied her claim, uh, saying that, She wasn't his type and suggested that she made the story up to boost sales of her book. Uh, Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing and in the end, he didn't put on a defense in the case.
1: Yeah, he ultimately opted not to testify. The case wrapped up this week and the jury came back quickly. It decided that Trump should pay nearly $3 million in damages to Carol for successfully proving her defamation claim against him and about $2 million in damage for her civil battery claim, bringing the total to 5 million. This is a civil case and there's no criminal sanctions. We no doubt will hear Trump's response to that today. It was victory day in Russia yesterday, the day that they mark the defeat of Nazi Germany in 1945, and Vladimir Putin has celebrated by striking Ukraine's capital, Kiev.
0: Yeah, it's the second major attack on the capital in as many days. That hasn't happened for quite some time, so it's quite notable that Russia is again striking Kiev. Uh, Reports say that cruise missiles and drones have been intercepted by the air defence systems. That happened in the early hours and through the day. Uh, At least four people, though, have been killed with the debris that has come down. Uh, We also know that even though it is that big day in Russia, there's celebrations were scaled back. It still didn't stop a large parade from going ahead in Moscow's Red Square overnight. Uh, That also saw Russian President Vladimir Putin deliver a big speech
1: amid very tight security. In that speech, Putin blamed Western globalist elites of provoking conflict and said Russia's future rests on the soldiers fighting in Ukraine. Imran Khan, the former Prime Minister of Pakistan, was arrested at their high court in Islamabad in a major escalation of a political conflict happening in the country.
0: Yeah, there's been quite a bit of unrest there and certainly a lot of attention on Imran Khan, who is a populist leader. He's a former cricket player. Mm. uh, And actually, he was the Prime Minister until April last year when he was removed from office. And since then, he's accused the military uh, and the current government of conspiring against him. He says, that they're politically motivated attacks, and that includes charges of corruption against him. Uh, he says that he wants early elections and he wants to return to power, and that's despite him being banned from ever having office again. There have been really large protests in Pakistan after his arrest overnight. Uh, What happened is that he was at the High Court to face those corruption charges and he was dragged into a van by dozens of paramilitary officers and his current whereabouts
1: are unknown. And Claire, you mentioned those large protests. Imran Khan's political party is encouraging the mass uprisings, saying in a statement, It's your time, people of Pakistan. Khan has always stood for you. Now it's time to stand for him.
0: This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.
1: Claire, can you smell that hairspray and can you hear that auto tune? It <laughs> is Eurovision time.
0: Yeah, that very showy song contest has started in <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, normally, the winners of the last year host the event, but that hasn't been able to happen because the winners last year were a folk rap group from <laughs> Ukraine. Um, it's not really in a position to hold that big event. Um, Australia is competing again. Uh, We're very much really stretching that definition of European, of course. Uh, (laughs) This year, we're sending the progressive metal band from Perth called Voyager. Uh, They've got a song called Promise, which they were able to enter the competition with. Uh, They'll be performing very early on Friday morning. So if you can handle the glitter, it's at 5 (laughs) a.m.
1: Good luck to Voyager, although the bookies do have their money on Sweden winning this year. The Eurovision contest lasts until Sunday morning when you can watch the final. Claire, Bluey is having a big moment. It's huge on TikTok, which is probably one of the reasons why it's also one of the most popular acquired series on US streaming services.
0: Yeah, Bluey is, of course, the kids' show that is very much at home on the ABC about that adorable family. Of course, what we know now, though, is that it's a huge hit in America. Mm. Um, The first week of April, Americans watched it for 737 million minutes. Um, That made it the most streamed, acquired show. And by acquired, we mean that it was a show that, of course, was bought by the streaming platform. It wasn't made by, say, Netflix, for example. Um, It's a really big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bluey is also huge with celebrities, including Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes and their children, as well as the kids of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Good, Good story. Go Bluey.
0: Just a humble Brisbane family. Well done to them.
1: Squiz of the day, Claire. We have been following the debt ceiling story in the US, and today is the day that Joe Biden will meet with the Republican leader in Washington to see if they can avoid crashing the economy.
0: Yeah, good one. That really is an important meeting today. Uh, Of course, it's all the post budget fun in Canberra. There's the press club address from Jim Chalmers, uh, and we'll hear from Peter Dutton tomorrow night. So, a bit more on exactly what that counter view is about the budget. We'll hear more about that later this week.
1: That's all for today. If you like the show, you can always give us five stars in your app and we'll be back again tomorrow.
0: G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Sheehan, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that, it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that, that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. And so when you're talking about a dress that's <laughs> yeah. sort of an equivalent price, people equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, you don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.